0: Hi, and welcome to the Internet Marketing Show that gives you, amongst other things, simple, proven, and practical steps to build your very own successful online business. Here's your host, the Village Marketer himself, Peter Beckenham. Hello there, and welcome. This is Peter Beckenham, the Village Marketer. And today, I want to focus on one of the key pieces of network marketing. In my mind, this will either make or break you when it comes to the momentum of your team and it's all about working with new people so I want to share some philosophies and some strategies about working with new people that you bring into the business and hopefully it'll give you some insights and also hopefully it'll give you some ideas about doing things a bit differently in the future and as well improve your results so when we talk about momentum You probably realize this already. It's all really achieved through duplication. Most network marketers are aware of that, but unfortunately it doesn't work for them in the real world because the only way to get duplication in your team is you really do have to have a simple system for getting new people started. But you also have to teach a certain mindset that goes with that simple system. And here's the mindset that I want you to start to have. Ready? When you work with a new team member, I want you to treat your new people as if they were going to be your next superstar. Yep, your next superstar. Now, what that means is this. you are got to talk to people, not about where they are now, but where you expect them to be. So, if I'm working with a new team member I've recruited, and I'm saying, I mean, let's call him Harry, right? Harry, I'm so excited to be working with you. I'm so excited about the future you have in this company. You're going to do amazingly well. You're going to be a tremendous leader. So you see, I'm talking to Harry like he's going to be a superstar. But here's the really important second part of this equation that most people miss. I'm not only going to talk to him as if he was a superstar, but I'm going to work with him as if he was going to quit tomorrow. So I'm going to treat him like a superstar. I'm going to talk to him like he's a superstar, but I'm going to work with him with an extreme sense of urgency as if he was going to quit tomorrow. So what would that look like? Well, that's exactly what I'm going to share with you in this podcast. See, here's the biggest mistake that I see people making. They work darn hard trying to get someone into their team and to join their business. And then once they sign up, They take their foot off the gas and they think that the hard work is done. They think that it's a new person's job to just get in and figure it out, probably like you just did. I mean, the thinking is just show them what to do and they'll figure it out for themselves. But I want you to understand something, that most people are not that way at all. Most people are not going to come into your team with the same level of commitment, excitement and enthusiasm that you did. And they're not self-starters and they're not self-motivated. So when you bring in a new person, I want you to actually imagine that the moment they sign that agreement or they sign up online, I want you to imagine a starting gun going off. That's the start of the race. And your job as a leader is to literally have the attitude that you're going to move heaven and earth to try and do one simple thing for that new person. You're going to create a result for them. Whether that's to get a customer, that's always a great thing to do and in fact it's not all that difficult to help them acquire a couple of new customers right but i'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can do for that new person is to help them recruit one other person yes helping them to get their first recruit is the number one thing you can do as a leader and i want you to understand that you have the ability to influence that happening now the reason why it's so powerful that when you bring in a new recruit for your new member What it does, it locks them in. They're not going anywhere at that point. Their excitement level is high and their self-belief level is increasing significantly because they actually see this thing working right in front of their eyes. And at the same time though, what also happens is they start to get scared. Yes, you start to create a fear of loss in them. Now this is what I'm going to teach you to do when you bring in that new person and you help them move into action right away. And there's an important part of being able to do this I want to caution you not to overwhelm new people with too much information and training I did that myself and it really doesn't work please please don't do this do not overwhelm them with too much information at all okay because I'm here to tell you the more you give people the less likely they're going to be to actually do anything as I just mentioned I've been guilty of doing this in my enthusiasm to share as much as I can with new people This can be deadly. Be careful. An old mentor of mine once told me, and I admit I ignored it for some time, right? He said, Peter, if you can't fit the new member training on the front and back of one piece of paper, you're teaching them too darn much at the beginning. This was a huge challenge for me. But learn from my mistakes. All you want to do is give just enough information to get the new team member excited and to have some goals set get them to feel a little bit more comfortable right and then teach them how to go out and have a conversation and to get them working and to get them started now I'm not saying that everything that you give a new person isn't important to know of course it is knowing what the products are all about is important understanding how to navigate their back office is important but that stuff is not something they need to know on their first day in the business or even their first few days in the business Look, if you start to simplify the training and you influence people to take action sooner and you move heaven and earth to try and help them create that result as soon as possible within the first 48 hours, for example, then you're doing things right. A quick win for them will turn around any nagging feelings they've got about the decision they've made in terms of joining your network marketing business, right? So let's play this scenario out. Let's say Harry is your new recruit. So you start working with Harry. You're influencing him. Hey, Harry, who are your top five people? Let's send some messages out. Let's get some samples out to them. Let's play some videos for them. Let's get this happening because I want you to get the first recruit as soon as possible. And Harry, I'm going to work with you in this. Okay? I don't care what it takes. I'm going to make sure that you get your first recruit as soon as possible. Okay? And I will work for you to make sure that happens. Now, let's say you're able to help Harry recruit Beth in his first, say, two or three days. That's a really good result. Now, notice what you're going to do next. You're going to start to work with Beth as if you were the one that personally sponsored her to join the team because Harry's brand new and he doesn't know how to do it just yet. So while you're training Beth and working with her, Harry is going to be right there with you watching, listening and learning. Yep. That's how you're going to teach him. He'll see what you're going to do to work with Beth. He will know exactly the words you used, the way you went about it, and you're going to work with Beth as if she was your recruit, not Harry's, right? And then guess what you're going to do with Beth? Exactly the same thing as you did with Harry. You're going to move heaven and earth to try and create a result for Beth as soon as possible. And let's say you do that, and you're able to help her to recruit, let's call the next one, Jessica, right? So now you're on the second generation. You're going to start working with Jessica, as if you personally recruited her as well. And again, you're going to move heaven and earth to try and help her create a result and find a recruit. Now, notice what's happening here. You're starting to create this incredible excitement. I mean, Harry's probably starting to freak out because he doesn't really know what's happening, but he knows this is a good thing, right? And Beth thinks this is amazing. She can't believe that you are building a business right now in front of her eyes. I mean, think of the impact this is going to have on them. You've just focused on driving this thing as deep as you can, as quickly as you can, because here's what will happen eventually. You see, it might very well happen that either Harry or Beth or even Jessica might actually present themselves as the person you're looking for, as the leader that you're looking for. Yes, what you're looking for at any particular time you build a new team is you're looking to find that diamond in the rough. And that's why you dive as deep as you can. You work with Harry, and then you work with Beth, and then you work with Jessica, and you're driving down deep, okay? What I'm teaching you to do is a strategy called tap rooting. Maybe you've heard of it before. It's based on the analogy of a tree. At any time a tree begins to grow, it has one root, a one main root and it's called a taproot and it drives straight into the soil looking for water and it will do that as quickly as it can this taproot it's responsible for the trees water source right and all the other root systems of the trees are usually just shallow and just below the surface you see if it wasn't for the taproot the darn tree would die and fall over so what you're looking for is to find your team's water supply new recruits who will build your business new business builders, new leaders, right? Now let's say that Jessica, for example, introduces you to Michael and he's now your fourth generation and you recognize right away that Michael is the one you're looking for. He's a taproot. He's a leader, okay? So once again, you're working with Michael as if he was your personal recruit and he starts recruiting people and now notice what you're going to do. You're going to start working with him like you personally recruited him, as I mentioned to you. But instead of trying to motivate Harry, Beth and Jessica saying, hey, everybody, listen, you're having these calls every week with people that are on your team, right? They're coaching calls, they're counselling calls, where you're taking them off the ledge, you're trying to motivate them, you're answering their questions, but at the end of the day, they're not doing anything. And that's a typical scenario in many network marketing setups, right? You see, what I'm sharing with you now is to motivate them through fear of loss. And this is what it would sound like. Let's say you're working with Michael and he was doing really well, right? He's your fourth generation, okay? You've found maybe a taproot. Now what you do is you start going right up the line and you start calling Jessica and Beth and Harry and you'll be having this conversation with them, a completely different sort of conversation. For example, hey, Harry, we need to get you into action. As a friend, I'm urging you to start working on your business because I've got news for you. Michael is going to crush this darn thing, and you're on the verge of missing out on thousands of dollars if you don't move into action. Now, Harry, at the end of the day, if it's not the right time for you, I totally get it, right? I don't want to push you and make you do something you don't want to do. Look, I'll gladly cash the checks for you, right? But I'd much rather see you get the money. So tell me, what can I do to help you move your business into action? Who can we talk to right now, Harry? Do you see how this conversation is different? You know, if that doesn't motivate him, nothing will. And guess what? You're going to have to have the same conversation with Beth and Jessica. And every single time you bring in a new person underneath Michael, you'll be sending him all a text message saying something like this. Hey, you just missed another bonus. And do this until they say, hey, never call me again. Or they say, okay, it's time to get to work. See, this is one of the things I need you to really grasp as a leader. It sounds a bit harsh. You are showing them what to do, and you are testing whether they are legitimately serious about the business that they're all about. The fact is this, you actually have the power when you bring a new person into your team to get them to do something that they would not have done if it wasn't for you. One of my favorite mentors on leadership is called John Maxwell, and John Maxwell says that leadership is influence. Now, influence when it comes to network marketing is really simple. If you're working with Harry you get him to do something that he would never have done if it wasn't for you it's that simple and everyone can influence people to take action it's a skill set and it takes practice so what I want you to do is this I want you to start working your business with a much greater sense of urgency I don't want you to be reactive most people in network marketing are truly just reactive They wait until their business comes to them. They wait for their team to call them. They wait for prospects to come. They're just sitting there waiting. You have to learn to become proactive. You need to learn and implement how to attack the business in an ethical and non-pressurized way. As a leader, that means that you go into every single week running your business like a multi-million dollar company. You're looking at your schedule saying, what are my business hours this week? Who are the people I'm going to follow up with? Let's take a look at my calendar. Do I have all my follow-up calls scheduled? Do I have all my meetings on my calendar already? And if you don't, then fix it, right? Now, let's go back to this same example that you have, this new team that you're building. Harry, Beth, Jessica and Michael. And yes, I know they haven't even scratched the surface of what they can do in terms of talking to people. But if you were attacking your business, here's what you would do. You would call Harry and say, Hey Harry, next Tuesday I don't have any appointments scheduled, so are you free? Yeah? Great. Who can you get me in front of for coffee? Or, Tuesday night I don't have a meeting. Who can you and I meet or have a three-way call with? Or you say to Beth, Hey Beth, tonight I have an hour. I have no calls. I want you to bring me a three-way call potential, okay? Let's sit down and look at your list and figure out who you could reach out to right now for a three-way call. This is what I call attacking the business. It's not waiting for it to come, okay? It's proactive and you are leading by example. It's you going out there and making it happen. Now, here's one of the things that may be worrying you. Perhaps you've shied away from being a leader the way I'm talking to you right now, like being an attacking, proactive leader. And you've done that probably because you didn't want your team to feel like you were trying to be their boss, telling them what to do, etc. And maybe you still feel that way and you're still shying away from that still. Let me tell you, this is one of the biggest mistakes that you will ever make. Because what you don't realize is, sure, not everybody is going to be receptive and respond to this type of coaching. But the ones in on your team that truly want to make this happen, the ones who are dying to be successful, they are begging for you to do just that. So here's the issue. In our lives, we're told what to do as kids, right? Our parents tell us what to do. When we go to school, our teachers tell us what to do. And then at university and colleges, your professors and lecturers, they tell you what to do. Then you get a job and our bosses, they tell you what to do. And if we don't do it, we get fired, right? And we have to hire people to get us to go to the gym. We have to hire people to save money. We have to get people to help us to do our taxes. We have to be given directions or else we can't thrive, okay? And then what happens? We then get into network marketing, right? And we call ourselves an entrepreneur and we're a business owner, right? But oops, we don't do anything because we don't know what to do. Because nobody is telling us the way that we're used to having it all the rest of our lives. We're on our own. So I'm asking you, take more of a hands-on approach. And don't be surprised when you ask your team members, do you want me to coach you this way? You'll be shocked at how many of them say, oh, thank God, this is what I've been waiting for. So you're going to be coaching in a hands-on way and you're going to be showing people how to do things, right? You're not telling them. You know, they're not sitting in a training room. You're actually showing them day in and day out how to do this. So start focusing on those people who tell you they want you to kick them in the butt when they weren't doing anything. They want you to push them. And now know you're only doing it because you care about them, right? Because you let them know that we're doing this to help them achieve their goals. So start focusing on a smaller number of people and really help them to be successful. And then at any time you bring in a new recruit onto your team, you do everything in your power, everything, right, to get that person up and running as quickly as possible. Now, let me put some realistic expectations in place for you. I mean, the example I just gave you sounded really nice, right? I mean, you literally recruited four people in a matter of a few weeks, right? Well, in the real world, it doesn't always happen that way. And you know that. People have lives, families, they've got things and lots of times we get frustrated because people are not building their business the way we feel that they should, okay? So this is where the skill set of leadership really comes in. You have to learn how to find the balance between challenging and pushing someone and not pushing them away. You have to learn how to be patient. Sometimes with people, you have to learn how to exert that influence with the right ones, not the wrong ones as well. And when you have someone where you're doing everything the right way with them, okay, and you're moving heaven and earth to try and get results for them, and it's still not working the way you want, then you have to ask yourself, is this person someone that's ready for me to work with them in this fashion? Because the reality of this type of business is this. It's different to the corporate world, right? Like in the corporate world, we do what we're told to do because we do it or we don't get paid, right? In network marketing, you're doing something completely different you're actually building yourself a volunteer army. And people choose whether they want to be here or not. And now I think there's a lot of times we have people on our team that they look right, okay? I mean, they talk the talk, but they're not willing to walk the walk. I mean, they say all the right things, but they're not willing to commit. And it just means that it's not the right time for them. Don't dismiss them. It's just a matter of timing for them. And then a lot of people on your team are very needy of your time, right, as well. They're the ones that you're having weekly counselling sessions with. And unfortunately, it doesn't matter how much time you're spending with them, there's no production taking place. But they're the ones that are sucking up all your time, right? And at the end of the week, you've been working really hard, okay? But maybe working with the wrong darn people. Because despite all the efforts you put in, the results you've got from all those efforts is practically zero. So... Keep in mind, you have to learn how to find those handful of taproot people, those diamonds, okay? Now, in most organizations, it's no more than maybe 10% of your entire team that are actually committed and working the business the way they need to be and the way you want them to be. So what does that mean? It means if you've got a team, say, of 50 people and five of them are consistently working the business, then you're lucky. That's a pretty good number, right? If you've got 100 people and 10 of them are committed, that's also a great number based on industry standards, right? So I'm trying to set some expectations here because sometimes you can get frustrated because you have all these people that aren't doing much, but that's life. That happens. That's how this business works. But here's the good news. You only need a handful of people to absolutely smash it in this business to actually have a roaring opportunity, Okay. If you find five other people like you that are willing to pay the price, who will go out and build a business, then you can literally create financial freedom for yourself. Just five. But you must understand that not everyone is going to be willing to commit that way. That's why you do that taprooting approach. That's why you drill down deep looking for the diamonds, right? So you have to learn how to have patience with people as well. You've got to meet them where they are right now. It may be a matter of timing. Someone could be a diamond, but not just now. They're a customer, but they're not necessarily a builder, but they could turn into a builder as you work with them, okay? But you work with them in a way that's not wasting your time. You encourage them there, you're advising them, you're guiding them, but you're not spending a lot of time with them if they're not producing. You see, some of the people on your team are going to be 30%ers, and all they're going to do is give 30% effort, right? Some are, some are going to be 50 or 60 percent some are going to be 90 percenters but what you're looking for is the hundred percenters and if you can find one of those types of people every year that you're in business wow you're on the right track to a super successful business that's all it takes right if you just find one person just like you every year in a business then you're literally on your way to building an absolute awesome business just one in a year if you can get more than one in a year Hallelujah. All right. Now, I must admit, if you're new, that's not an easy thing to listen to or hear because it sounds like a lot of rejection. Sounds like a lot of failures. Well, guess what? Accept this. You're going to fail your way to success. Now, despite these perceived failures, you're not going to be facing rejection. And here's what I want you to do. It's really simple. You see, your job in network marketing is to go out and just find other people just like you who are willing to go out and put up with the challenges of being an entrepreneur and build a business. That's what you're paid for. But you don't sell the opportunity. You share what you do and you share why you do it, right? Not sell it. You share what you do. This is an important distinction. And if you do that, Your network marketing company will pay you large amounts of money to build a community of like-minded people that all see the vision the same way that you do. But I want you to understand that starting out, it's going to be lonely. It's lonely being an entrepreneur in the early stages when no one else sees what you see. When you're struggling and you're fighting to find just that one other person just like you, it's lonely. That's why it's so important to stay tied into your team. To stay part of the family that you create until you can go out and find your own family, your own community that you're building. So just hang in there and stay on the right track and you can be in very good shape quicker than you think. My key message is to lead by example. Do not be a manager of your team. Be a leader of your team. Do not manage things, but lead things. Okay? I hope you found this helpful. Cheers from Thailand. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch up to you again soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Internet Marketing Dinner Show with your host, the village marketer himself, Peter Beckenham. For more great content, go online, peterbeckenham.com. We'll catch you next time.